Welcome everyone. It's Marcy Newman again, your host of HeartShift Radio. I'm thrilled to be here at um, the IANS conference. Again, it's International Association for Near-Death Studies. And we are having an incredible time all being together, sharing of stories and experiences, and also expertise. And so today I'm very thrilled to have with me Dr. Mary Jo Bobrook. And she's from Durham, North Carolina. And like me, she's been in this field for a very long time. Started out as a nurse, right? As yes. did I. And boy, have we evolved from that place. So um, Mary Jo is here with an incredible amount of experience to share with us and also some special programming that she'd like to talk about. Um, and Mary Jo, by the way, has a very deep influence around the world. This is a global citizen that is here with me. And the energy is one um, that is, it's all about in inclusivity. I can, I can feel this, um, this incredible inclusiveness, like arms that are wide open and enfolding all who are ready to be gathered and blessed. So welcome, Mary Jo. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for inviting me. And I have to share with you, when we were just getting ready to start and we were centering and meditating together, I had two lovely experiences that helped set the tone. Sure. The first one was Janet Menken came and stood next to me and put her hand on my right shoulder. Janet Menken is the founder of Healing Touch, and she was headquarters here in Colorado. And very, very influential. Uh, I have taken Healing Touch throughout the world. First, uh, um, probably in the beginning, I did maybe 30 workshops with her to understand how she wanted Healing Touch taught. But Healing Touch is a worldwide movement now and also very much involved in healthcare. So I have to mention it because she came. <laughs> And at the same time, so welcome. at the same time, Charlotte McGuire came in. Charlotte McGuire is the founder of the American Holistic Nurses Association, and she put her hand on my left shoulder. And I can't tell you how inspiring it was for me. We've had many workshops here in Denver. I've been at this hotel where the IONS conference is a number of times, even for the International Society for the Study of Energy and Energy Medicine. That may have been the last time I was here. And I did an equine program. And we had horses here. I did it with Ellen Gerke, and it was out on the lawn. And it was so interesting to me because last night when they had the gathering of people for the um, social hour, it was... I was sitting there and looked out in the window and I could see and remember our being here. I had forgotten this is where we had that workshop. And it was the first time that organization ever had animals connected to their international meeting. So you're gonna be so um, 
Maybe not. I was going to say surprised by what I'm about to share with you, but I was at that same conference. Oh, my goodness. And that was the last time that I was here. It and I had presented that. at that time um, my work that I had been working on for quite some time. And, and uh, it was all based on self-love. And it was so well received. And I remember the energy also of that conference. So for us to both be back here now under a different umbrella and That's yet correct. really not so different at all because no. you and I are both and have been involved in such a long time with the expansion of consciousness, yes. not just on our own, but certainly um, creating the foundations for the expansiveness of all those who are ready to engage in, in these processes. So mm -hmm. I'm thrilled to be here with you, and we're going to have to talk after this. Yes, what else. a delight. My, what a... Yeah. I, I mean, it is really the last thing I expected to have those two visualizations yes. when I sat down here, and I go, well, how am I going to weave that in? And I go, I have to talk about Just it. Now I understand why. And, you know, I started in the field connected to what IANT stands for, which is looking at uh, the international scope of the near-death experience and trying to understand that. Because I, you know, in the early days when Elizabeth Kubler-Ross oh, started sure. her work, you know, I studied it as a nurse and as a healthcare professional. And then I became interested in phenomena that was even out of the box and in, in our day, you know, at that time, she was considered, it, it was so extraordinary yes. that she wanted to talk with people who were dying. And I go, please do, you know, don't forget that they have needs. And then when I was in uh, Salt Lake City, I was a professor, associate professor in nursing at the University of Utah. And at the time, a colleague of mine was starting Hospice of Salt Lake, and she invited me to help her with that, and I did. And uh, we formed the first, uh, it, was, it was in about 1980, and we helped form the first, uh, some of the early things with hospice being in this country because it had started in England. And so my entry into looking at issues around this topic have been coming at me from a variety of different sources. And my latest um, passion, I guess is the best way to say it, is, uh, uh, well, there are a number of things that are very, very interrelated because I practice and teach a different model of care, which is an all-inclusive and where learning is uh, geared from the individual out in the connections between people. It's not a mental-based approach. It's a, an experiential piece. And I was greatly influenced by Carl Jung and um, Eric Byrne and Fritz Perl and uh, Virginia Satir, who was my friend and deepest associate and who influenced uh, all the work I do today from a family perspective. And so, you know, at times I've looked at the range of things I've done, I go, am I just skipping around the world and doing these diverse things because I can't settle down? <laughs> and I thought, no, it's because I need a broad base of education to understand families, beliefs, traditions, 
healthcare, and how do we come together? How do we look at what's going on in our lives from the inside out? And as a result of that, uh, one of my colleagues who is here with me, Yvonne Sneeden, she and I for about two years now have been focusing on how to help people with the after effects from near-death experiences mm -hmm. and spiritual transformative experiences. And so that's, that's a new kid on the block in uh, my teaching and work. And we've created a model that has four different dimensions to it because over the years she is a near-death experiencer. I am a spiritual uh, intuitive exp uh, experiencer and have had and actually teach that and have many experiences um, over the years. So we bring our different perspectives on approaching it and are committed to really support people on their journey. And, uh, you know, since I've been in this field, first as a healthcare provider in more the classical terms, I'm a nurse and a psychotherapist and have taught bachelor's, master's, and doctoral students in different countries and different agencies. I understand what the norm is like and the things connected to this topic that are kind of off the page, I studied personally just because I was interested in it. And now I know my mission is to go back into nursing, quote unquote, and with the healthcare professions and show them what is available. And because when, when I graduated from nursing school, I adopted a saying, nurses are everywhere doing everything for everybody. And I really believe that. They're I, do. On the, I do too. They're on the front lines of supporting people through so many significant things. School health nursing, obstetrics, newborns and babies, pediatrics as your family grows up, at the end of life, illness, in hospitals, nursing homes. They're everywhere doing everything. And once you're a nurse, you're always a nurse. You are. You, are. You, you just cannot get away from that right. because I think that there's something very innate within each and every one of us, aside from obviously being healers, right? right? And that is that we have this ability to transcend um, language, all right? So for you, I mean, you're just such a perfect example of, you know, as you travel the world and you have touched so many lives. And yes, there may be a national language that was different or unique. The language, the real language of the heart, the language between human beings that allowed you to really tune in to what their needs were, um, is one that, as I said, it transcends all of that. So it puts us into a space that is unlimited in its potential. And, you know, I might be prejudiced in saying so, but I think that the nurse's whole approach to healing um, and to purpose allows us to do that. It's, it's this all-inclusive embrace, which is exactly what I felt and thought about you the moment you sat in this chair. Thank you. Thank you. Well, for me, it, it truly was exciting and a very unexpected delight 
to have my two colleagues who have since passed, but to come and be present with me. And one of the things that- with me. Yes, thank you. And what I'm aware of, part of my role now is to help people to understand we can communicate on this side of the earth and beyond that in other dimensions. And uh, having two of my nursing colleagues, and now there, there are many people who have served as mentors and friends in my life over my 50 plus year career in teaching, but to have the two of them was very, very special. And it says to me that it's at a time where I fully embrace the, the family, mm. the nursing family. Yeah. And I also want to comment that each one of them did something really different. Janet created Healing Touch and how it spread worldwide. Charlotte developed the uh, American Holistic Nursing Association. And one of the things I helped create, the Canadian Holistic Nurses Association and the Australian Holistic Nurses Association. So, you know, we've, and part of our goal, we used to say when we get older, of which we are older, <laughs> and we were going to have Thank our, <laughs> yes, we were going to have our rocking chairs and sit on the front porch and, and have the young people come and we could just sit there and rest. And so the other day, you know, when I was thinking about the two of them at different times in my life, because I'm actively uh, restarting a chapter of the Holistic Nurses Group in North Carolina, someone asked me to help her, so that's why I'm doing it. And um, as I've been looking at different uh, strengths of what people bring to the plate, and even your work, that is truly a strength where you stepped into a, a an expanded role, what yes. you learned as a nurse, and yes. are saying, well, I think I'm, I need to go in this direction with uh, my life's path. And really, I think that's what it's about. We stand on the heritage of, of what our roots are, our family roots, our training roots, our, the colleagues we've met, and where our spiritual guidance is taking us. What I think is so amazing also is that what you're recognizing and I'm recognizing is the importance of taking this sort of full circle, right? So you and I both started out in traditional, more conventional nursing and have, through our own experiences and the experiences that we've had with other people, um, begun to recognize that it's, it's not just all academics. We have to take into consideration the subjective, the experiential aspect of healing. And now both of us are sort of bringing it back to mainstream and giving permission to mainstream medicine to become more expansive and probably more expansive than it ever considered itself capable of being. This program that you have created. You were talking about, what's it called again? The it's called Near Help. And the motto is help is on the way. So as it's designed for both experiencers, that includes those who've had a near-death experience mm -hmm. and or a spiritual transformative experience, and their family and friends and healthcare professionals as well, 
to find support, to find care and help. And the help stands for a holistic empowerment learning plan. So we work with individuals and helping them to wherever they are in the scope of their journey to get to a new place. And sometimes that's linking them with uh, other uh, professionals in the field if, if they need, uh, because depending upon where they are in their cycle, sometimes some people have had their experience decades ago, 10, 20, 30, right. 40 years ago that they haven't recognized what it is. And some, it can be a more recent experience. And one of the things, I'll just give you a current clinical application. I love I, this. I had put out, uh, I was working with doing some teaching online with Jeff Olson, who is actually speaking here, mm -hmm. and his material. We had a fabulous encounter when we first met, and he was speaking at IONS in Durham, North Carolina, in March of this year. And he and I met and had an immediate connection. And that's a story within itself. But anyway, I was doing some online teaching with his material, and a colleague of mine who actually went to Australia with me about 10 years ago wrote me and said that she'd like to participate in the online course teaching. Her name is Robin. And I said, Robin, where have you been? I you know, haven't talked to you in forever. And she had a... Uh, she nearly, well, she nearly, she did die three times on the operating to, uh, table. She had a brain tumor that went undiagnosed for 25 years. Wow. And she was, uh, uh, is a nurse practitioner and uh, also an acupuncturist and a healing touch practitioner. And uh, she was undiagnosed for uh, 25 years and her brain was displaced and so when the symptoms became so severe and they diagnosed it and a colleague of hers operated on her and they said, well, you probably will not come out of this. And uh, when I talked to her, I, I'm not remembering the exact time, but it's about six months post-op, she spoke like this. Oh, wow. And I knew she was really having trouble when I said to her, Robin, I don't think you're in your body. I said, I'm doing a workshop, um, I think it was in San Diego in uh, April, no, not April, August of last year. I said, why don't you come to that and I can work on you, which she did. And literally her energy body was not fully integrated within her physical body. Wow. And that's the first thing that I did. Now, that's not a concept any of us were taught no. anything about. So many things didn't work properly because it's like, you know, you can't use your computer if you don't have it plugged in or when you're doing this radio show, you're not on the right frequency, et cetera, sure. et cetera. That's true with us as human beings. And she went uh, with me uh, this past year, this past November to uh, um, Peru when I was there in October of uh, last year. And now she's going to um, South Africa with me in, in, um, in a month, and she will wow. be teaching with me. Is that so the program she went, that's, that yes. September 14th yes. to the 26th? That's correct. Wow. So she went from having a, a severe disability 
and not working to now she is doing co-teaching with me. And she came and stayed with me for about 10 days in June, and we did some additional work together to help uh, her to fully integrate and uh, to begin to renew her professional life because her career had to be on hold uh, for, I think it was, it was several years after, that's what it was, several years that she had, went that she had her surgery and trying to recover. And so I have since noticed that there are many people who are coming now who, are, who have had brain injuries and they're presenting with very, very different kind of dynamics that we as healthcare professionals, as nurses, uh, need to begin to look at and how to help them to work through it. So tell me something, what was the catalyst, the pivotal point in your nursing career where you had what I consider to be a heart shift, where you started to recognize that traditional nursing needed to step into a whole different world in order for it to really facilitate healing in the way that it needed to. I know for myself, I, I had an NDE, my last one in 1990, that changed everything for me. But even leading up to that, I had already been in that trajectory. What was it for you? I always find this so fascinating. Um, it's, it's hard to say. What I think is most related to is hearing a voice that said I needed to be a nurse because I was going to be a physicist. And I was registered oh, to wow. go study for my bachelor's degree at Villa Madonna College. And two months before I was to start, I heard a voice to be a nurse. And I had never wanted to be a nurse in my career. I'd never thought even that as an option. So when I heard the voice, I immediately went to a different university and applied. I went to the nursing program, and I said to the dean at school of nursing, I want to come into nursing. And she said, well, we've already accepted our class. And I didn't tell her I heard a voice that told me <laughs> and that I hadn't ever wanted to be a nurse. So she said, well, tell me what activities you were in in school. So I kind of shared that. And I was not the shining star in school. I was just an ordinary student, and I was in the Honor Society one semester, and so I said to her, and that's because I have a learning disability, and so I don't learn in the normal ways, mm -hmm. and I said to her, um, oh, I was in the National Honor Society, and she said, okay, I'll accept you. So spirit created that, Absolutely. that I was in. And then after she said she would accept me, and I said, oh, by the way, I don't have any money to come here. And so she said to me, okay, I'll put you on a National Institute of Mental Health grant. And that's how and why I went into psychiatry. So it has been predestined at a level beyond my conscious awareness. I love that story. I it, just I'm, love it. In, and and the fact had, that you recognize that, the orchestration uh, of it all. I had a... Not a similar story, but a, an interesting story in how I got to nursing school because I also, I never intended to be a nurse. But I had a cousin who was in nursing school and one weekend I visited her and went to a party. Had a great time. 
with the nursing students and the interns. And I said, I'm going to nursing school. Hey, that is a good one. <laughs> that was, that was the an level influence. of maturity in terms of why I decided to go to nursing school. But spirit has led me every step along the way with how it needed me to be present in life and what I'm here to give the world with. So I love that you recognize <laughs> how influential that all is. Mm-hmm. Um, so from the beginning of your career, and I, and I have to sort of look at your near help program because at the very top, you said there are four modules and at the very top you have divine connection. Right. So would you say that that has been, I mean, always so active in your decision making? Absolutely. Absolutely. It is a cornerstone of everything that I do and also everything that I teach and when I'm working with clients or uh, when I'm uh, guiding either faculty development or student development, that is always foremost what's important to me, what is being asked of me, and even the hardships. And, And I'm seeing a couple of things. And one I'd like to share with you, I was in New Zealand teaching and getting ready to land uh, in the plane. And I realized I uh, had um, not said a prayer to the angels before I was getting ready uh, to go on an excursion. So I started to pray to the angels to ask for help and guidance. And I looked out the window of the plane and I saw an angel underneath the wing of the plane And it looked like she was holding it up. And at the time, I thought, well, that's kind of odd. I wonder why she's doing that. And immediately after that, the plane took a start, a a very strong descent that I had never experienced. And I've flown a lot. I go, something's not right. right. And shortly after that, we then went up in the same sharp pattern that we went down. Scary. And very scary. And after a while, the pilot came on. And he said, oh, not to worry. We lost sight, and I had to go back up and make another landing. And I had then looked out the window, and the angel was on top of the wing. And then we landed. So we're driving across wherever it was. It was in the North Island of New Zealand. A friend of mine was driving who was sponsoring me there, and it started to um, uh, snow, and then it turned to sleet, and then it turned to rain. And so I said, we have to be careful, and I saw the car in front of us starting to slide, and I saw that they went off the road and were going to come back onto the road, and they would hit me where I was, And as they were ready to come back on the road, the car turned over on its side. Oh, wow. So we stopped our car, got out to help the people. It was an elderly couple. Uh, The car was on its side. The couple climbed out the car. We brought them in our car, and I started doing healing on them. Mm. Other people stopped, turned the car over. The people got back in their car. Oh, my God. We followed them to their home. And since we were all drenched, we showered and cleaned up at their house, had a cup of tea, and went on our way. Went on your way. That is such an amazing story. Yes. That, is, that is a kind of dynamic that I have. 
continually in my life. And I'm in the midst of writing a book called Spiritual Me Mm -hmm. that stands for mystical experiences. And I'm inviting people who want to share their extraordinary stories because it'll help make the bridge to the new direction that we all need to embrace is our spirituality. That's fantastic. I think the one thing that people... um, are starting to understand from all the interviews that I've done here is that this connection between spirituality and science is something that is the norm. This is, this is, this is not something that's abstract that we're bringing into the forefront of medicine. This is actually the foundation of medicine itself and people like you having lived such inspired lives, being so openly verbal, and really being so unafraid to tell these stories is what will inspire, I think, all people, regardless of their walks of life. Can you imagine, from my perspective anyway, how comforting it would be if everyone could hear our conversation and know that someone like you or someone like me is at their bedside. Someone who doesn't expect them to stay within this little box where they've been led to believe that they have to have to be and say, what are you experiencing in, in this situation? And really being present in someone and offering, as you did, to a complete stranger Healing touch. Mm -hmm. Healing touch without even a thought. Mm -hmm. You just knew that you were there for that particular reason at that time and that that was the gift that you brought. I would love to think that there'll be a day where every nurse is trained in that capacity and gives themselves permission to step outside of the box of conventional healing so we can really be with each other. That, I totally agree with what you're saying. Thank you for summing up so beautifully. And I want to share with you a recent experience that happened probably a year ago. It's called the Circle of Love. Mm. And I think it, it totally sums up what you are saying. I was called in on a legal situation with someone, and uh, they were interviewing me on the phone to prepare for some... Um, things that needed to be looked at and addressed, and I received information, and the lawyer who was joining us on the phone was delayed, and I was told, well, her family member is uh, critically ill and at home, and she helps take care of the person. And, um, And I said, that's no problem. Well, whenever she can come, we'll have the discussion. Uh, the next day, when I was eating lunch, the woman who I was, who is a lawyer, the person who was dying appeared to me. And she said to me, I want to show you something, and I want you to share it with my family member. What I was shown is her sitting in the center of a, of a circle, and the family members and those people and friends who knew her, were, had her in a circle, in an in a 
outer circle, whether they were there physically present or not, but they would be part of the people who were in physical life. And then there was an inner circle around her. The inner circle were people on the other side. And what they would do is they would help take her to the other side. And she showed that to me. And afterwards I said, I have no idea how I can get this information to your family member. I'm covered in God bumps, by the way, audience. <laughs> uh, thank you. Yeah. And I was so moved, it's I true. thought, I do have to take it forward. And so I shared with the person I was working with, I have something personal to share with your lawyer if you think it's appropriate or if she would like to call me. So she did call me. I gave her the information. She did what I uh, shared from her, her family member. And uh, she did it, and the next week the family member passed. Mm. And I have since taught this many, many places and am passing it on because it sums up what you said. You know, when we are at the end of life, what is going to happen? We have those who are present here that surround them in love, and then those who are the inner circle on the other side who will help take them to the other side. Yeah. It's called the circle of love. It's so beautiful. It's like the transport service. It is. <laughs> it is. I love that. Oh, it sounds divine. Absolutely divine. And I just think also it's so amazing. Um, I, I really have to bring this up, the courage that it has to have taken you through your professional career to come forward. So not only is it from a place of, you know, extending into, you know, energetic healing, energetic medicine, um, and, but sort of, you know, segueing into this whole NDE area of life and understanding that we have to start addressing this from a place, again, of just really embracing the truth of it. Yes. And how can we be of service? How can we show up and make certain that the people who have experienced it, the loved ones, the friends who are with them, those even who maybe don't have real memory, but there's something that keeps drawing them forward, how can we be here? How can we give them the support that is so necessary so that they're brave enough to share the experiences. So what I see is this incredible blueprint that you've been following of, you know, like just being in so many places and offering support for what needed to come to the forefront. And I know the courage that that took. Thank you. I know what it had to have been like for you to step outside of all of those boxes, and for you, I can see there have been so many. And I mean, I don't know if you're ever fearful of your career being on the line, but there's, there is something so powerful with you about having the clarity of that vision and being able to step forward and really be in the work of spirit. I, I so... I mean, commend you is, is not even able to express what I'm feeling right now. I, I think your contributions to nursing, but also to humanity. 
Thank you. I Just appreciate that. Just humankind is so beautiful. There, there were many times that I thought, it, both when I was professor in nursing at the university, that they would tap me on the shoulder and say, you're out of here. That hasn't happened. And uh, at other times I thought, surely they're going lock to me, lock me up because some of the things I talk about don't fit. Well, you know, it's hallucinations. It's uh, what yeah. psych patients go through. And I, I truly expected at some point in time I'd be challenged, but that hasn't happened. And I really feel that spirit has been walking with me and giving me the courage. And I walk, work with indigenous healers in multiple countries. And Rose Perry, who's a Mari Tuhuna from New Zealand, she always used to say, I have your back, Mary Jo. And the Mari are warriors, and uh, she, she's very rough and intense, and, but she has a heart of gold and so thrilling in how she approaches things. And actually, she was one of the people that I brought here to an ICEAM conference. I brought people from Australia and New Zealand, and we traveled and did 19 workshops throughout the United States. There were about 20 people traveling together, and I organized it all, and it was, it was quite an endeavor, but it, it, you know, I just do what I'm led to in the moment. And uh, that's what I try to help people to do who come for training or a client I'm working with. What is it you would like to do? And, and then I ask, how can I be of help to achieve that? That's, I think you're that's amazing. all it is. Well, thank you. Seriously, I, I you. think you're absolutely amazing. Thank you. Yeah, and I feel so privileged to have you here, to be able to sit across from you and share this space and share the breath and the energy. Um, and also just to recognize, as I said, the depth of your contributions to medicine and to healing and to all of mankind. Well, I think we're part of a sisterhood of, uh, I'm hearing this word, explorers, mm -hmm. to help take our profession and those who are willing to look at these topics from the inside, uh, from their experience and or as supporters of those who've had the experience I, uh, the headquarters for IONS is in Durham, North Carolina. It's probably about 10 minutes from where I live Lucky and you. have my healing center. And uh, What's the name of your healing center, by the way? Triangle Holistic Center. Triangle Holistic Center. Yes, it's Durham, in Durham, North, North Carolina. Carolina. And my training program is called Transform Your Life Through Energy Medicine. Uh, so that's what I do full time, and I've taken to multiple countries. But... I first took Healing Touch, well, in nursing. You know, I've done general, um, um, really a whole range of nursing things. Jean Watson, who's going to be speaking here, is a friend and colleague of mine for many years, and she's going to uh, one of the key nursing theorists. And I'm developing the work that I've done. Currently, I'm working with Akamai University as dean of their complementary and alternative medicine. And creating opportunities for people who want to study these topics in, uh, in online, so it is an online program. And sometimes people travel with me, like there are uh, several others who are going to South Africa with me, and if they have an appropriate background, I invite them to teach with me, and so the ones who are traveling this time are going to be doing that, and, and one of them is the woman that I talked about, nurse. 
So uh, I believe that uh, people are spiritually led to come together and do uh, what um, suits their life purpose and will be shown. It's not, you know, and every day, actually, when I wake up, I'm giving my assignment for that day, and that's what I focus my time on. It's literally Those are real that words simple. of wisdom. <laughs> real words of wisdom. That's fantastic. Any um, last messages that you'd like to leave the audience with? Um, anything else that you'd like to say about your program or your upcoming program to South Africa? Um, well, the first thing that came to me when you said something about it is to keep encouraging people to follow their heart. Mm -hmm. and then the other image that appeared to me, and the focus was in the area which is around where the collarbones are, and that's called your soul seat area and tied into your life's purpose. And as each person embraces with an open heart and connects spiritually and say, uh, and with whatever faith tradition that is for them, spiritually, what would you like for me to do? And then that engages with your identity, who you are, what your role is, and, and it'll change over time, uh, depending upon our situation, then create a new life path, ground that in yourself, ground it to the earth, and then manifest what you're being shown. And just, I want to encourage people to follow that. There is, it doesn't mean you'll have an easy road. Uh, my life hasn't been an easy road, but it's, I wouldn't trade it. I would do some things differently. Mm -hmm. And a number of those times, it's when I didn't always follow my guidance. Said, oh, this looks like a better way to do it. And I knew it wasn't in, in the long run. It was a long learning path. <laughs> It was a long a, run. A long <laughs> run, yes. So I, you know, I really want to encourage people to follow their hearts and uh, their spiritual connection to find their path. And it will change over time. Sure, of course. And uh, it can be quite exciting. Well, thank you so much. And again, a privilege and honor. And I have to say, sheer delight to thank have you. you here. And so... I'll use the word, but I don't really believe in it, serendipitous. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Of our meeting today yes. in the lobby and how really thrilled I am to have had this time with you. Thank you. So, Dr. Mary Jo Bolbrook. Thank uh, you. Out of Durham, North Carolina. And again, what is your clinic? Uh, Triangle Holistic Center, but you'd find me most on the website through energymedicinepartnerships.com. Oh, that's an easy one. Energy yes. Medicine Partnerships, Partnerships with an S. With an S. Dot com. Dot com. Perfect. Thank you so much. And again, this is Marcy Newman, your host on Heart Shift Radio. And of course, you can find this and many other podcasts at www.heartshiftcoach.com. Sending you all so many blessings and I'm quite certain that you are feeling as blessed as I am. This has been an incredible interview and an incredible opportunity to just recognize that there are people like you in the world who are making all the difference in the world. Thank so, you. Thank you. Mwah. Thanks. Namaste.